Welcome to another episode of the Nilibo Around Podcast. I'm Ronaldo McKenzie. This is Season 5, Episode 1. Yes, the first episode in what's going to be a two- or a three-part series entitled The Launch of the Sentencing Foundation featuring Suave Gonzalez. Well, it, it is the launch of the Sentencing Foundation. And this particular episode features Suavo Gonzalez, the 2021 Pulitzer Prize podcast winner, who we see in the background with this amazing, with the executive director of the Sentencing Foundation. But Suavo Gonzalez was at the launch of the Sentencing Foundation, and we happened to, we were at this, the launch of the Sentencing Foundation yesterday, and we were able to interview several professionals, members of the people of the judiciary, legal people, uh, attorneys, law lawyers, prosecutors, professional business people, so on and so forth, um, ex-offenders with powerful stories. And Suavo Gonzalez was one of them, and he has a very powerful story. And we're going to begin this episode with his with his personal testimony or his powerful story. And after that, we will we will get into the episode looking at some of the other looking at the directors and members of the Sentencing Foundation talking about the the this particular event and the importance of the sentencing the Sentencing Foundation and what they are about. But but this particular this particular gentleman, Mr. Suavo Gonzalez, he has a very powerful story because he's an he an, he he's an ex offender and he's still a life he's still on parole on a lifetime parole. But this gentleman is doing powerful, is doing is doing a lot to empower community, to empower ex or past offenders. Um, let's listen in on, on, on this particular story, on the testimony by this gentleman. <laughs>
way more ruthless and not keep it doing our incredible a lot. So I'm all about it. The city, four DA, we had to wait another five minutes. We made a resurrection of our home November 20th, 2017. So Probably 275,000 ex-offenders in this city alone. 
Because I came home and I was doing everything that they asked me to do. It's okay, brother. So for me, doing this work is personal. And I ask everybody, everybody that's watching live on Facebook, we need to support her. And when I mean support, I mean support. The same way we support all you main brands and all you rappers, we need to support the people that's taking care of our people and our community. Because if we don't, it could be your son, it could be your daughter ending up in prison. And if you're thinking that I committed a crime, you're wrong. I went to prison because I didn't want to snitch on somebody else. And 31 years later, they found the statement that the police identified somebody else. That was Suavo Gonzalez yesterday, and that was quite indeed a powerful story. Welcome back. And um, again, this is season five, episode one. And this, this episode is part of a two to three part series that we're doing on the Sentencing Foundation that just completed their launch of their website www.thesentencingfoundation.org and I have a question for you and let me see if you are listening to Suavo um, um, closely and we have a poll that's going on the, the Spotify platform and several other platforms the question is how many ex-offenders are there in Philadelphia alone how many ex-offenders are there in Philadelphia alone uh, and we have several choices you can choose between is it 20,000? Is it 30,000 or 300,000? Is it 1.5 million? Is it 275,000? Whichever the case, you have a, you have a choice. You can participate by going on the community page. Now, most of who, uh, most of the offenders, most of these ex-offenders are black and brown people from communities ravaged by poverty, low incomes and rising crime and violence and of course we talk about relative depravity and relative depravity suggests the theory suggests that where there is high income inequality and poverty there's high crime and violence now we did a, in retrospect we did a podcast series on what's life like living in philadelphia where many people suggested that a father's movement was needed as younger men are beset by crime and violence and are without responsible fathers However, many of the fathers are incarcerated and the lack of resources for ex-offenders create further challenges in rehabilitating these offenders or ex-offenders and the cycle of incarceration and lack of fathers continue. However, judges are coming together to help 
judges are coming together to help not just locking up they're not just locking up offenders you know thinking about that but they're as a way to solve some of the problems but they they realize that the problems go beyond that and and those create even further problems so they're coming together and are creating a way led by the honorable judge stephanie m sawyer who we had on this show and we interviewed her some time ago and we carried another show with her again um, a retake of that show just featuring her talking about this particular law and what judges are doing to create uh, to stem recidivism um, and um, and mass incarceration but judges are coming together they're coming together not just locking up offenders but creating a way that rehabilitates them rehabilitates ex-offenders so that these offenders can re-enter society with the necessary having access with, to the necessary resources so that they can provide for themselves their families and their communities now suavo gonzalez is a former inmate who is now on parole lifetime parole and he shares he shared a powerful story earlier about how his placement on parole was not easy but was he was able to access resources through uncertainty or despite the uncertainty which has helped him to become an empowering figure to other parolees today he's also a ghostwriter having written several books and he's a Pulitzer, a Pulitzer Prize winner of a successful podcast with a successful career at a community college. Suavo was at the web launch and made a vital comment about the importance of the foundation and said that without opportunity, without, and said without opportunity, then these ex-offenders coming back into society or people on a whole without opportunity, they can't live responsible and effective lives advancing society therefore the foundation plays a pivotal role in raising awareness about mass incarceration and provide resources that help the that help the what is known as the resource-based sentencing and supervision non um, uh, uh, program that they have so so they said and you will hear we're gonna play uh, we're gonna play a video of the executive director and the operations director talking um, about the, the program and what it's about, but it, 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 it provides logistic support to the resource-based resource base, resource sentencing and supervision. Um, and that's another program that, no, that provides the resources to the ex-offenders. So, so, but there, is a, there are limited resources and there's so much that they can do. And they're realizing that the center is helping ex-offenders. So this particular sentencing foundation here was established or created to help to coordinate and to raise awareness about the resource-based sentencing and supervision and to help to provide resource to, to provide resources and to raise funding for resource-based sentencing and supervision. So it plays a pivotal role in raising awareness about mass incarceration. It provides resources that helps the RBSS which provides resources to inmates, ex-offenders, and parolees. So now the feature will, the, this series will feature one more powerful story from an ex-offender who is now running her own re-entry program in Philadelphia. We won't have it in this episode, but we will have it on the next episode, or the third one, the, probably the third episode. The next episode will be completely audio. This particular episode is in video and audio. And um, so, we, so coming up, so we will have we will have those coming up for you. In addition, the series, in addition, the, the, the series will feature 
of interviews from judges, attorneys. I think we had uh, we spoke with uh, we spoke with, we spoke with uh, Brian F. Humble Esquire, who who is a defense attorney, and um, we also spoke with um, Nicholas J. Renzi, which is another attorney. We spoke with several attorneys, several stakeholders, which is which which is quite powerful. Now let us. We want to listen to the direct to the director of operations. And and um, and also the executive director, who spoke about the who spoke about the foundation, and the and and talked about the logistics of it, the operations of it, so on, and more information that they have. So we will have them. Um, we will have that recording for you just now. Let's bring it up in a second, if I can get to it. Let's begin with the executive director of the of the Sentencing Foundation. Here she is speaking yesterday evening. And I work for the first judicial district and because she's diversity, equity, and inclusion officer in the United States in New York. So that is where I met the beautiful Judge Sawyer. I met some awesome judges that are here today. And so with my Instead of, oh, okay. 
Instead of just using legislation and sentencing and incarceration for people that have offended, it really focuses on, as Shaka said, the whole person. And what is really the reason for the offense? And how can we work to get people out of the pipeline and system? So once we find out what it is that seems the issue, that's connected with some researchers, so maybe we can help to remedy these situations without going to jail and things of this nature. So that is, in a nutshell, what the Sentencing Foundation is. I'm so glad that all of you all are here to support us in this initiative, in us coming up with this, and in us launching our website. So you all know that you're here tonight for our website launch. You all know that? Woo! Yeah! Okay. So our website just went live a couple of days ago. If you have not had the opportunity to check it out, please do. It is www.thesentencingfoundation.org. Woo! Please, you did a lot of work on this. We're doing a lot of work. 
director at the uh, Sentencing Foundation launched yesterday and I just want to reiterate here that it is important to point out in relation to Suavo's statement about providing opportunity and its lack in society equal opportunity is an affront to inequality and advantage or gains that some people have and want to maintain so if providing opportunities mean others will come up, then those who are ahead, which is the case in society, may be suspicious of the competition from the uprising based in opportunity and equal access and may be slow to provide any opportunity and or may prefer to limit opportunity. So it will be, so the question is, it will be interesting to follow how this effort will take shape and form, and whether it will find support in other communities nationwide. And as I wrap up this episode, just want to remind you that this episode is available anywhere you get your, you get your podcast stream, including Anchor.fm. And if you want to see this episode in video, it's available on Spotify, the neighborhood around, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Podvine. The Audible, iHeartRadio, the Alexa app, of course, and our website, RinaldoCMcKenzie.com and TheNailingBorough.com. Just so you know, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash slash support, and you can also subscribe on any stream. Just to remind you that I am the author of Neoliberalism, Globalization, Income Inequality, Poverty and Resistance, which is an, which is an which is an academic book, a non-fiction book, which is available in all platforms worldwide and was number one on Amazon in deconstructivist history and philosophy. Now, just so you know, I have another book coming out towards the beginning of next year. It's entitled Neoliberal Globalization Reconsidered. So I, you got to check that book out. That book is provocative. It's critical. It continues to decon deconstruct history and critiques and revisits philosophical principles, but it is deep and, and, of, and also forms the part of a wider dissertation that I am working on. So check that out. Of course, you can visit us at www.thenailable.com and I should be back at JTS, Jamaica Theological Seminary, um, lecturing, uh, uh, lecturing Caribbean thought as I did before. I'm looking forward to that. Listen to, um, looking forward to some of the new ideas and new concepts and the ways in which people continue to think about concepts in the world from a Caribbean diaspora, so on and so forth. This is the Nilla Burlone Podcast. Walk good.